Let us pray. Our Father and our God, blessed be your holy name, O Lord. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to study your word. You have led us throughout the day, and now we see the beginning of another day. But before we enter, we want to get instruction from thee, O Lord. Teach us to see thee clearly in all things. This is our prayer to Christ our Lord. Amen. Maranatha, September 25 The crowning act of deception Because thou hast kept the word of my patience, I also will keep thee from the hour of temptation, which shall come upon all the world, to try them that dwell upon the earth. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10 As the second appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ draws near, Satanic agencies are moved from beneath. Satan will not only appear as a human being, but he will personate Jesus Christ, and the world who has rejected the truth will receive him as the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. The wrath of Satan increases as his time grows short, and his work of deceit and destruction will reach its culmination in the time of trouble. As the crowning act in the great drama of deception, Satan himself will personate Christ. The church has long professed to look to the Savior's advent as the consummation of her hopes. Now the great deceiver will make it appear that Christ has come. In different parts of the earth, Satan will manifest himself among men as a majestic being of dazzling brightness, resembling the description of the Son of God given by John in the Revelation. Revelation chapter 1 verse 13 to 15. The glory that surrounds him is unsurpassed by anything that mortal eyes have yet beheld. The shout of triumph rings out upon the air. Christ has come. Christ has come. The people prostrate themselves in adoration before him while he lifts up his hands and pronounces a blessing upon them as Christ blessed his disciples when he was upon the earth. His voice is soft and subdued, yet full of melody. In gentle, compassionate tones, he presents some of the same gracious heavenly truths which the Savior uttered. He heals the diseases of the people, and then in his assumed character of Christ, he claims to have changed the Sabbath to Sunday, and commands all to hallow the day which he has blessed. He declares that those who persist in keeping holy the seventh day are blaspheming his name by refusing to listen to his angels sent to them with light and truth. This is the strong, almost overmastering delusion. Like the Samaritans who were deceived by Simon Magus, the multitudes from the least to the greatest give heed to these sorceries, saying, This is the great power of God. But the people of God will not be misled. The teachings of this false Christ are not in accordance with the scriptures. Amen. We have in today's reading the title, The Crowning Act of Deception. And we have here Satan 
trying to deceive the whole world with lies and miracles. And here the safety of God's people is the truth. Satan since the inception of our world has been using lies to deceive men. For me here, I think we have to really understand the importance of truth so that we do not play down on it. If it is if truth is not as important to us as life or as it demands, we may not be able to resist Satan. Paul would say we walk not by sight but by what? By faith. Eve walked by sight. She was moved by the glory and the beauty of the serpent and it made her to disregard the word of God. We are not to walk by feelings too. We cannot trust our feelings. The Bible will say, trust the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. God is trying to bring us from this reading, what I can understand, to a point where we do not walk by our senses, but by a thus says the Lord. The key point Satan is trying to deceive the world is what he has also been doing till today. From all his manifestation of Christ here, both with voice and appearance, the main thing he is attacking, the fourth paragraph says that he declares, he claims to have changed the Sabbath to Sunday and commands all to hallow the day which he has blessed. He declares that those who persist in keeping holy the seventh day are blaspheming his name by refusing to listen to his angels sent to him, to them, with light and truth. And this is the almost strong overmastering delusion. So what can keep somebody here in this time is not what you're seeing or what you're feeling or what the ministers are saying. It's the Bible, the truth. The truth. We need to know what the truth is. Jesus said, think not in Matthew 5, I think not that... I have come to destroy the law and the what? The prophets. Till heaven and earth pass, not one jot or one tittle from the law shall pass away. Till all be fulfilled. So Jesus has told us that he changes not. He has not come to change it. So we can have that disclaimer that till the end of time, Jesus said, till heaven and earth pass. At this time when Satan is doing this overmastering act, heaven and earth has not what? passed away. But, so, but if you know the Bible from what Jesus is saying now, you won't believe that. No matter your sen- what your senses is saying. And I also want to say, no matter what your feelings may be telling you, I feel this way, I feel that way. Do you have a thought says the word for what you're doing? Don't allow your feelings to overrule you. Don't allow your impressions to rule you. Allow the word of God to control you, not your imaginations. And I pray as we take this step to be trained today, to put ourselves, both our imaginations and what we see, subject to the word of God, we will be prepared for that time. May this be our experience in Christ's name. Another way God is trying to help us here is to reveal to us that signs and wonders are not a mark of a true Christian. Jesus was saying in the book of Matthew 7, Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of God, or shall inherit the kingdom of God. 
but he who does the will of my Father which is in heaven. In that text, Jesus finally says too, that many will come to him in that day and say, Lord, did we not do what? Prophesy in your name. Did we not do what? Do many miracles in your name. And he said, away from me, you workers of what? Iniquity. I never do, do what? Knew you. The key thing there Jesus is saying is, it's not the miracles, it's not the sermons we preach, it's not the number of times we go to church that commend us to God, it's not the hymns we sing, it's not the choir robes we wear, it's not the church offices which we hold that make us men of God. And we are not to control men or command men based on titles, but based on the word of God. How what these people are saying is in line with the word of God. I want to put it to myself and to our listeners too. When we are in, in, in church or in places of uh, gatherings that are called under God's name, we should, not use, we should not allow people's authority, people to use the authority to impose duties on us. They should rather use a thought says the word, the word, the Lord. The Bible says that God's church is the ground and pillar of what? Truth, which means what controls people there is what? The truth. If people use traditions or uh, norms or policies or things that are not in line with God's word or do not express the will of God, they will finally get to the point where traditions of men will overrule what? The word of God. And you're setting up yourself to receive this overmastering delusion because by character you are not trained to follow what? The word of God. Again, in the book of uh, Deuteronomy 13, I just want to read Deuteronomy 13 and then 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 10. But I'll first go to Deuteronomy chapter 13. 13 of Deuteronomy verses 1. God says, If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, Verse 2, And the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods, which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. 3. Thou shalt not hearken unto the words of that prophet, or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye would ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Ye shall walk after the Lord your God, and fear him, and keep his commandments, and obey his voice, and ye shall serve him, and cleave unto him. Now, God is saying a prophet, a dreamer of dreams, and we can see from the reading of the devotion, Satan appears as Christ himself. Even Paul will say, even if an angel comes. So these are uh, things God is trying to use to guide us, and tells you, gives you a sign, and a wonder. Reminds me of some of these prophets in the false prophets in these latter times. Jesus warns us about to, and people who also have dreams for people, and tell you things. They can be within the Adventist Church. They can even be outside the Adventist Church. It doesn't matter their location. The thing is, when they ask you to do things that are not in line with the commandment of God, and here God is saying He's trying to test us. He's trying to see if we would follow the commandments of God or follow our ambitions. But those who love God, we are, we are told in 2 Thessalonians 2 verse 10 that it's only those who do not love the truth that will be deceived with all these uh, uh, signs and wonders. 
So for the Christian and for us, the key thing is not the signs and the wonders or the, like I said before, the authority or the positions of those who are speaking. It is, is it according to the commandment of who? God. The commandment of God reigns supreme. All of us are subject to it and that's the safety of our Christian experience. I pray that we would hold the word of God high in Christ's name. Okay. This is the strong, almost overmastering delusion. Now, that phrase is taken directly from Thessalonians. In the first letter where Paul wrote to the Thessalonians, he said that the coming of the Lord will be as a thief is in the night. First Thessalonians chapter 5. Let me read First Thessalonians chapter 5. I'll begin from verse 2. He said, for yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So with this kind of writings, they began to look for the coming of the Lord. And he said, for when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. And so he had to write another letter, Second Thessalonians chapter 2. And then he was, he, it's like a commentary on the first letter. He said, chapter 2 verse 2, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 2 says, that ye be not soon overtaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter as from us as that the day of christ is at hand let no man deceive you by any means for that for that day shall not come for that day shall not come except there come a falling away first and that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Then he, he went on to say in verse 11 that, And for this cause God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie, that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but the pleasure and had pleasure in unrighteousness. In other words, there have been signs. God have used so many things to tell them that Jesus is coming, is coming. But people refuse to accept Christ. And then when Satan will come now, that time when probation is closed, when he comes in dazzling form, his, his object actually is to deceive the very elect. But from the reading, we have known now that those who have been abiding in the word and who have studied and are living in Christ. He cannot deceive them. And there's another reading here that says, To his faithful followers, Christ has been a daily companion and familiar friend. They have lived in close contact, in constant communion with God. Upon them the glory of the Lord has risen. In them, the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ has been reflected. Now they rejoice in the undimmed rays of the brightness and glory of the King 
in his majesty they are prepared for the communion of heaven for they have heaven in their hearts so he cannot deceive those who whose name are written in the lamb's book of life but only those who they have believed the lie and and because they have they have rejected Christ and so when satan comes with that lie one that they were quick to accept him just to prove that they will not have Christ rule over them so i pray they will not fall in that category we we'll begin now to make things right with Christ amen okay i'd like to add that the world is already prepared or satan has already set up the world for this strong delusion that we are talking about because the world has disregarded the second commandment which in roman catholicism he had removed from their commandment altogether the commandment that prohibits idolatry now what many people do not know is that that commandment that prohibits idolatry also forbids the making of pictures of jesus christ because jesus is god and we are not supposed to make any image that's what he says that we are not supposed to make any image or likeness of anything that we call god many people worship the image of jesus today they have pictures and they put it in their homes on the walls in churches we see it there and they hold those pictures as sacred showing that they are worshiping such pictures and those pictures are things we should ask ourselves where did they originate from is that really the face of jesus certainly is not the face of jesus but it is not the will of jesus that we should even know his face even if it is it because in knowing it or having something that we call the face of jesus we are preparing ourselves for the devil to deceive us because all the devil now needs to do is appear with that face and when he appears with that face people are going to be very very likely to believe that it is jesus especially when he is now like it says here he is going to preach the same messages that jesus preached on the mount when he was here on earth he will say the same things except one area he would then say he has changed the sabbath from saturday to sunday so those are two things i want to focus on firstly we need to understand that that picture which we call the picture of jesus is not jesus there was a time when i understood this maybe about 10 years ago i remember we asked people I asked people then, "Do you pray with an image of Jesus in your mind?" And many of them said, "Yes, that they pray with an image of Jesus in their mind. They imagine this picture of men, or a picture that the world has accepted as the face of Jesus. They imagine such a picture in their mind and pray. Some even have the picture in their houses and kneel down towards it and pray. It is idolatry, which the devil prepared the world for, so that in this time when he comes with that." image people are or something that looks like it if not it at least something that looks like it and then start to preach the same of least a similar message to what Jesus was preaching the world is already prepared for that deception so that's one part then secondly as we have mentioned earlier in that part of Deuteronomy 13 which we read earlier that says if someone a prophet comes and gives a sign or a wonder and it comes to pass and then the person says come let us go and serve other gods we should know that God did not send that person today we need to be preparing ourselves for such a thing because we need to understand that what god is focused on is his word and his commandments no matter whatever sign people perform whether it is a native doctor whether it is a man who calls himself a prophet all those things are just names they are just names there's no difference between 
anyone, one can call himself a prophet, another one a pastor, another one a man of God, another one a bishop, another one a pope, whatever you call yourself. Those are just names. God said anybody who calls himself by any of these names, if he comes and performs a sign or a wonder, fine, no wonder, no problem. It might come to pass, no problem. But when the person says, go against something that God has said, you should know that it is not God who sent him. That is the mark of a true prophet. Now, Satan is going to come because he knows that people are moved by signs and wonders, not by the word of God. And he's going to do signs and wonders and deceive the world with it because people do not follow the word of God. So if you want to escape that masterful delusion of Satan, we should be preparing now and form a habit of following the word of God. Do not believe people just because they perform signs and wonders. When they tell you go against the word of God, then you know that they were not sent from God. May God help us as we do that in Jesus' name. 276 paragraph 4 says towards the end this is a strong almost overmastering delusion like the Samaritans who were deceived by Simon Magus the multitudes from the least to the greatest give heed to these sorceries saying this is a great power of God from the least to the greatest. It reminds me of Sodom and Gomorrah. That everybody, from both, you, both young and old, from every quarter came to sleep with the angels. But that's by the way. Let me focus on from the least to the greatest. Revelation 13 verse 8, speaking about the Catholic Church, the papacy. Speaking about the system of the uh, mystery of iniquity. <clears throat> ruled by the devil himself. Revelation 13 verse 8 And all shall worship him whose names are not written in the book of life. Two classes are brought out there. <clears throat> One class worships the beast. The other class worships the lamb. The class that worships the beast are those who dwell upon the earth. All shall worship him. And then those who worship the beast, those who worship the beast also are those who whose names are not written in the Lamb's book of life. While those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life, they do not worship the beast. This divides the whole world into two classes, so that at this time, the two classes are still manifest in the reading, two seven six paragraph five. But the people of God will not be misled. The teachings of this false Christ are not in accordance with the scriptures. What makes them the people of God? Because their names are written in the Lamb's book of life. Who is the Lamb? John chapter 1 verse 29. The, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. They have had their sins overcome. They had... <clears throat> I will read Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 verse... Revelation chapter 3 verse verse 5 I will read from verse 4 Thou hast a few names even in Sardis which have not defiled their garments and they shall walk with me in white for they are worthy verse 5 He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, 
but I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Watch the things here. That those who have overcome their sins, number one, they will be clothed in white raiment. Number two, their names will not be blotted out from the book of life. These individuals are, as we have been reading all this while, individuals who have allowed Jesus to dwell in them. Individuals who have repented of their sins, of their many sins. Because they have repented, Jesus now says, I will not blot out their name from the book of life. Exodus 33 says, He that sins against me, him will I blot out his name from my book. So brethren, I'm still talking to myself. The qualification, the only qualification for me not to be partaker of this of this delusion at that time is to have my name retained in the book of life. For then, it will mean that I have let Jesus so dwell in me and overcome my sins. The man of sin is the devil himself. He is the father of sin, the one that I have sinned from, sinned from the beginning. Everyone who has sin in him has a portion of the devil in them. But everyone who overcomes is like Jesus, because Jesus says, He who overcomes as I overcame. They are following the footsteps of Jesus. Now, the white raiment, I will read for to this, to this remark, I will go to Revelation chapter 16. Revelation chapter 16, in the description of the plagues, after the sixth plague, Jesus makes a statement, which is very, very important, and I will link it back to Revelation chapter 3, verse 4 and 5, that I read before. Revelation chapter 16, I'm reading verse uh, verse 12 to 15. It says, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirit of devils, walking miracles, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world, to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. Before I read chapter, verse 15, this is the same description of the same event. When the devil comes out, this is when spirit, spiritism is at its peak, and then has gone to deceive the whole world, preparing them for Gog and Magog, preparing them for Armageddon to come out and, and fight God's people, in the, uh, fight Jesus in the person of his people. Because in the reading we saw where the devil said that these people, despite the fact that I have sent them my angels, they have refused to follow my angels. I have changed the Sabbath to Sunday and they are still holding on to that. It's after this overmastering delusion that he now tells them to blow these people out of the earth and then the kings will now write uh, their decrees and then universally agree to strike the saints out in, uh, with one blow in one night at a particular time. So this, the verse 14 now, they are this devil, spirit of devils walking miracles. As we saw in the reading also, they will be healing the sick and the rest, which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of, of God Almighty. Now verse 15, Jesus says, makes a statement, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, garments again, lest he walk naked and they see his shame. This is this in the period of this uh, Satan appearing as an angel of light. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments. How we watch and keep your garments? Revelation chapter 3 verse 4 and 5 says that those who overcome their sins are going to be clothed with white raiment. This is the reason why Jesus tells Laodicea, 
buy of me white raiment, that the shame of your nakedness do not appear. That the shame of your nakedness do not appear. We are naked because we have sins that are in us, that we have not yet overcome. Sins that we are pampering, sins that we are indulging. But Jesus says, come, come, come to me. Buy of me white raiment that you may be clothed. Come to me, confess your sins, repent of them. Receive my own righteousness. And what is Christ's righteousness, brother? Gotten had mentioned before. Obedience to every word of God. If we are keen to always follow our inclinations, keen to follow our impulses, what we feel like doing, what we think is good, instead of following the ways of the Lord, then we are preparing ourselves for this overmastering delusion. We are not overcoming our sins, rather we are indulging them. Our sins are in our behaviors. They are in our choices. They are in our impressions. Everything about us is tending towards the negative. But Jesus says, let the wicked man forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let them come unto me and for the Lord will abundantly pardon. For my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. When we consecrate our own, we come to Jesus in repentance and accept his ways, accept the the thought saith the Lord for everything we do instead of following our impressions our feelings or whatever that concerns us instead of studying to know how it will be and and, and it, it will be something that instead of studying our convenience instead of studying how we are going to appear before the world if we should do this or do that which the Bible enjoins. If you know that the word of God has spoken about a specific issue, about something in your life which you need to overcome, don't parley with temptation. Don't dally with it. Jesus is warning, Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that watcheth, so that he will not be found naked. If you are found naked by this time, nakedness in the sense that the robe of Christ's righteousness, his obedience is not covering you, then this delusion will take you. It will sweep you with the whole world because it says from the least to the greatest will be swept away. I don't want to be part of those who are swept away. I want to be part of those who believe unto the saving of their souls, those who will not be misled. And I pray that Jesus will help me to that end so that I may be become, I will start today to prepare for that time lest I be found naked. I will be watching I'll be praying, I'll be self-examining myself every day to see, Lord, where is it that I have gone astray? Have I indulged my convenience today at um, the expense of Calvary? Have I have I crucified you the second time today? Have I not taken your righteousness? Instead of taking your own, and I, I, I wore my own rags before you today in my attitudes, in my demeanor, and whatever. And in that, in doing that, in doing that self-examination, I know God will show me the things that I need to overcome so that by his grace, I will overcome it and I will walk with him in white when he comes again. Amen. Okay, so continuing in that line of thought, the Spirit of Prophecy says that in the book, Testimonies, Volume 1, page 293, paragraph 1, that Satan came to Christ in the wilderness in the form of a beautiful young man, more like a monarch than a fallen angel. Our suffering Savior met him with scripture, saying, It is written. Satan took advantage of the weak suffering condition of Christ, 
who had taken upon him our human nature and he took him to the mountain and the and tried to suggest to him something that was against the word of God. The first point I want to mention is as a beautiful young man. So now I'm reminded of a case somewhere where a young man in year one in the university has an exam to be written on Sabbath. And then another leader, a conference president from somewhere, calls the young man, tells him, write the exams on the Sabbath. Writing it. Say you want to be a pastor. Keep writing. When you come out, we'll give you a position to be a pastor. God understands the emergency. God understands your heart. And this young man is perplexed. The Bible says, Six days shall thou labor, but the seventh day the Sabbath of who? The Lord your God. But now there is a man somewhere with authority telling this young man it does not matter. To keep God's commandment is no matter. It is just the same way that Peter told Jesus. What did Peter tell Jesus? That you will not die when Jesus, according to the word of God, was going to do what? Was going to die. What did Jesus do? He rebuked him. Satan can speak through people. We should not be people who respect persons. We should be people who rather respect what? The word of God. Satan can use anything. In the book Councils of the Church, Councils of the Church, page 269, she says, Some will urge that the Lord is not so particular in his requirement, that it is not their duty to keep the Sabbath strictly at such a great loss or to place themselves where they will be brought in conflict with the laws of the land. But here is just where the test is coming. Whether we will honor the law of God above the requirements of men. This is what will distinguish between those who honor God and those who dishonor Him. Here is where we are to prove our loyalty. The history of God's dealing with His people in all ages showed that He demands exact obedience why i'm bringing this point here is that the condition for which we are going to be saved from this overmastering delusion of satan is if we love the truth more than our ambitions love the truth which is god which god is trying to train us today now we are not going for signs and relief from problems against the word of who god if we form this habit by god's grace we'll be able to stand and that's why the reading in the devotion says because you have kept the word of my word Patience, I will also keep you from what? The hour of temptation. Keep the word of God today. The word of God today. He will keep you from the hour of temptation that is coming. May this be our experience in Christ's name. Amen. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for the message you have given to us this evening. Thank you, Lord, for showing us what is going to take place in the future and also giving us counsels on how to avoid being swept by the delusions of Satan. We commit ourselves unto you today, that you help us even today not to be swept by the delusions of Satan. We pray, Father, that you help us to continue to prepare for the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. If there is anything in our lives that needs to be weeded out, any lingering habit or sin, Please, Lord, continue to help us to fight the battle so that we can be victorious. As we go to bed this night, protect and guide us and make us to wake up in good health. 
Thank you for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. Amen.